All righty then, we're back. Thank you very much for hanging in there. Okay, how many field goals did Fred Cox make as a kicker for the Minnesota Vikings franchise? We're talking all total. Okay, uh, was it um, 220, 243, or 282? 243. Nope, 282. Oh. 282. Fred Cox got 282 <laughs> right. field goals from 1963 to 1977 for the Vikings. Okay. There you go. Okay. Sorry about that. There you go. <laughs> I have no control yeah, over no, what's going I on over it. here. I'm just hoping I don't get it, boy. I'll tell you, <laughs> I got classes starting this week. Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, two on Tuesday night and Wednesday morning. And boy, I can't, I can't. And then plus I got the Doggy Depot, which is this coming Saturday down at St. Paul Union Depot uh, from 10 to 1. Lots of vendors, lots of dogs, speakers. They're crowning the the paw of, uh, and uh, what do you want to call it? The king and queen of the paw world, uh, the yes. furry one. You can go to SidewalkDog.com and check it out. Or you can go on Facebook for Doggy Depot. And uh, this Saturday, it's from 10 to 1. I'll be down there. Uh, and I'm doing a couple Q&A times. Uh, times 10 15 and i think 11 30 if i'm not mistaken so come on down no retractable leashes keep those at home and only bring dog friendly dogs that don't mind a crowd and being kind of smooshed together because some don't if you got a shy dog or an aggressive dog you do not bring them to places like that you know dog parks or anything like that to become friendly it's a slow process if you do it right it can work sometimes okay just depends on the personality of the dog and how hard you want to work but the bigger thing is though is do not bring them to that kind of a venue the only ones that come to you know massive gatherings like that on just a regular leash or a four, four, four foot leash uh, is like I said that are totally friendly happy happy dogs that just loves everybody everything every everything and th- there you go so but it's not do not bring them to that to be social to think that you're going to bring them out of the shell alright okay we're talking to Gail she's got a golden retriever likes to pound on pups <laughs> so uh, uh, are you with us Gail I'm still here. All right. There you go. Okay. Okay. So now the uh, training collar is what happens is that dogs learn by trial and error. They do this, this happens, they do that, that happens. Okay. I am not a, you know, some people poo poo the, the, uh, any kind of collar that, you know, just treats, treats, treats. But a lot of times, you know, some dogs need to be head checked as far as, you know, verbal, you know, that your high voice, your high pitched voice, you're happy, your low, slow tones, you're ticked. And sometimes when you want, when people are, are, are dogs are meeting, humans have a tendency to start petting their dog. Like, there, 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 it's okay. This is a nice puppy. Don't you be nice. That's the worst thing that you can do. Okay, what you got to do is be learning to watch that body language. And if he's starting to show, like, his tail goes up and he kind of cocks his head, like, you know, I don't think I like you. You got to be quick in there and diffuse it, not with a correction, but hey, 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 you, you be nice. Come here. Oh, come here. Get over here. You got to be nice. Yes, you got to be nice. And then what you got to do is try it again. Sometimes you got to use squeaker toys to get the dog's, you know, attention diverted back to you, but that you do not correct them. At a time like that, you would do correct them verbally, you know, ah, 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 be nice, ah, be nice, come here, come on, and then redirect, all right? But uh, but the bigger thing is, is that, um, uh, like I say, going for walks and just doing things for you, you know, as long as uh, the, the dog, if you're using a harness and there is no, you're not restraining, most owners I see, especially when they expect a, a, a problem, they do it with a leash and or, I mean, a, a collar and or a uh, harness is they tighten up to restrain the dog. Okay, now that that sends through the leash to the collar or the harness that you're upset and worried also. 
too. And another thing that people aren't aware of very much is that all our emotions have a smell, have an odor, okay? And by our dogs living with us, they have picked up on, you know, we, we they know when we're really sad or kind of sad, really happy, kind of happy. And they, they know it before we even realize it because our, our emotions emit that smell. And the whole world, are, are, it, in a dog's world, revolves around their nose and their hearing, okay? Not their eyesight, but their smelling and their hearing, uh, okay? And so the whole thing is, is that it, it's a process that has to happen to you know, make the dog be more calmer uh, around, you know, these young ones. And the young ones, a lot of times, are more bouncy and more perky and peppy and, you know, twisty movie type thing. And so what happens is that some dogs are like, knock it off, be still. All right. But I think yours is just kind of doing, you know, his egos is, you know, I mean, he's an egotistical maniac. And so I think that he just, you know, really drills home that he's cool and that other younger dog is not. And so that's what we got to just work on that. And there again, it's by getting the two dogs together, you know, I mean, with both on leashes, you're, and you can't be restraining the dog. And this is where a training collar would come in. In case he does lunge for that pup, you're right there not to restrain him, but there is a correction involved if the voice, if he chooses to blow through your voice. There's two books that you need to read. Okay. One is Canine Body Language. Canine Body Language right. by Aloft, A L O F F. A L O F F. Right. Okay. Canine Body Language. The other one is called Calming Signals by Truid, T U R I D, Rugas, R U G G A S. Or is it R U G A? I can't. No, it's R U G G A S. Rugas. What was that second title? Uh, calming signals. Okay? okay. And so what happens is that because you play a big role in this, your emotions and your smell and such like that, and how you react. And so that's what you get got to do is you got to empower yourself, understand how a dog thinks, why they're doing it, and how. You remember, dogs talk dog. Okay, we teach them what you know human languages, but very few people learn dogs. The dogs use they they talk to us through how they hold their head, their tails. Their you know they talk what they know as dog. You know dog. Just like I had a gal that you know the dog would come in about. 20 feet from the back door and wouldn't come in any farther. Okay, and I said, well, what were you doing? She says, I'm telling him to get his butt in the house. And so I said, well, okay, what was he doing? He's sitting there and he'd look at me and then he turned sideways. He'd look at me and he'd turn sideways. And she said, I think he's flipping me the paw. And I'm just laughing going, <laughs> yeah, no, that's not what's happening. Okay, what's happening by him sitting there and not moving, not running from her, okay, and, and she's standing at the doorway, and every time he what he was doing by turning his head is saying, lady, calm down. He was giving her a calming signal. That's, you know, in the dog's world, that's how they talk, is how they hold their head, their tails, their, you know, and such like that. And so then he'd look back at her like, have you settled down yet? <laughs> and if he didn't, then he'd give her another calming signal. So I said, okay, now this week what you're going to do is that when you call him in, if he stops, turn sideways, and then you glance over your shoulder and say, let's go. Okay, and then look away and then glance over your shoulder and say, come on, let's go. But And then now you're giving him a calming signal. You are exuding calmness and not, you know, looking like a psychopath. And so now the dog trusts that he's not going to get hurt or nothing's going to go wrong. And 10 to 1, he'll come in. And by Jiminy Christmas, he came to class and it worked. I said, yeah, I know that. <laughs> because that's the whole thing is that you've got to learn. 
learn to talk dog, and uh, that's all they know. And you've got to you've got to learn their language, and then you got to teach them what we expect too. Just like a dog that growls, a lot of people want to yell at him, like knock it off, bad dog. That's the worst thing. You never nix a growl because a growl tells you that what the dog is thinking. Okay, something's not. He's not happy. And same when they curl their lips, and by you watching for it, then you can check them on it. Hey, 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 hey. Ah, be nice now. Ah. Be nice. And then redirect. Oh, come on, let's go over here. Okay? And so then eventually the dog's going to learn tolerance more and then listen to you more. And, and and all of a sudden he's learning and then things can start going smoother, but it doesn't happen overnight. And so you got to be on guard. you got to learn to read him. And then you've got to be able to insert correctly because that's what it is. got to learn to talk dogs and then you'll be able to call him off the <laughs> Empire State Building. <laughs> okay? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Thank you so much. Okay, kid. Thanks so for hanging. I'll get a star mark collar too. To, yeah, we'll to get the star the... mark, and then otherwise, like I said, the regular pinch collar. But you gotta fit them loose, so they just slide over the head and slide off. They should not be snug, okay? Because uh, part of the reward is that when the dog is thinking, there is no collar pressure whatsoever of any kind. You know, a lot of people think that you know using a buckle collar is more humane than anything else. I mean, you know, than the training collars. But then the dog leans into it, and what you're doing, take your pointer finger sideways and push it into your throat as hard as you can and then try to talk and what will happen is that it ain't gonna work because that it doesn't get and so what happens is that uh, that's what the dog is feeling people think that these regular buckle collars are more humane by them straining into that or even straining into a, a, a harness that's restricting their shoulders and throwing their back out of line and and gonna pop ACLs left and right so whatever apparatus you use it number one if you need it the dog will listen to it and number two that he doesn't blow through through it, that he just doesn't, you know what I mean, take you for a walk when he sees that squirrel or another dog he wants to take out. You've got to be able to be in charge at that mo- moment. And your goal is that pretty soon through trial and error, just your voice works. You don't need a training collar or anything. Okay? Great. Thank okay, you. kiddo, good luck. And g- give me a call up at Katie's Canine or email me or whatever type thing. Okay? Thanks All for right, the call. Thanks so much. Take yep. care. Bye. Bye-bye. Alrighty then. Hey, you got a call. Give up. We got open line. 651-641. Not a call. You got a question. 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Okay, what team did the Vikings manhandle 44 to 10 on the road in the first round of the 1987 playoffs? Be back. Hey, hey, hey. Heck of a deal. Guess what? I don't think, uh, I think New England won. They were losing, you know, and so I'm just waiting for the score yeah. to come up here. Yeah, but I think I think they threw a final touchdown, kind of like a, you know, it was kind of down. like a hail mary. Yeah, I don't know, but Uh-oh. I was I was so busy doing a radio show that you were too busy talking. <laughs> I didn't glance up. At, I didn't glance up on the uh, Katie. On the it's screen. called multitasking. Come yeah, on. I know. Come on, I, I know, get I, it, I, get I it together. What could I say? But get I think I think New England uh, won. So I got no. So, okay, ready? What team did the Vikings manhandle 44 to 10 on the road in the first round of the 1987 playoffs? The Rams. Nope. It was New oh. Orleans Saints. <laughs> it was the first ever playoff game for the Saints, and they were not prepared for what hit them. Apparently See, not. that's what we can do. We can do that. Hey, did you um did you see what I posted on your page today? Yes. Uh, baby Sloss. Onesie. Onesie. Yeah. yeah. There you go. At Sloss, honest beat, I don't know how anything can move that slow in my whole life. That is, I know, they but it's so, they're so cute. Yes, like, they are. Their faces, oh, I, I don't know, know what it. it is about yeah, it. I'm like, oh. Those nails are enough to... Uh, yeah, well, but it's, you don't want to piss it them looks off. Like, yeah, yeah. It looks, well, it looks like Edward said, they couldn't move fast enough to hurt you. That is the true. The only way you're going to get Unless hurt is if you them. grabbed yeah. it. <laughs> you know, so. Right. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Okay. Go Vikes. It's going to be happening in about, what, 
I, like, 30 minutes. Yeah, well, half an hour, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yep. 25. I know it. Something okay. Like that. I'm on pins and needles. I'm on pins and needles. Because <laughs> my stomach can't handle this. Okay, let's head for the phone lines. We got people waiting. Yes, we do. We have Julie. And Julie has a question about her dog that is chewing on all sorts of things. Alrighty then. Hi, Julie. How you doing? I'm good. Good. What kind of pupper do you got? So I have a one-year-old mixed English and old English bulldog. Okay. That seems to have a thing for leather shoes, but if he can't get hold of any kind of shoes and it's like paper and anything else he can get his hands on. <laughs> okay. And uh, have you had him since a puppy? Yes. Okay. Um, a lot of times what happens, uh, well-meaning uh, dog owners don't realize they create a chewing habit, which becomes kind of like a smoking habit, because a dog never learns to just how to hang out and just be still, okay? Oddly enough, though, another piece of this puzzle could be the diet. A lot of dogs that have um, are their gut system is in distress are chronic tours looking for something that's lacking in their diet, okay? Leather has a lot of protein to it, you know? Paper has some protein, not good protein, but <laughs> but anyway. So the big thing here is is that okay? What food do you feed? Um, it's a blue buffalo. Okay, and how, do you rotate it all? Um, yeah, we've we've tried doing that recently, just because he also seems to have allergies. Like after he eats, he starts scratching his, rubbing his eyes on things. Okay. Okay. And so we're trying like the grain free stuff. There's a whole hearted or something that we were trying, but he still has the same right after he eats within like five minutes. He's rubbing his eyes on everything. No, that's rubbing his lips only is what they do. My dogs do that every once in a while too. It's like they that's their bib. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, I got crumbs on my cheeks and then they're, you know, digging their face into the pillows or whatever type thing. But the thing yeah. is, is that if you know what the base is, because unfortunately most dogs are chickens to death. Every other, you know, they always had, they grew up on uh, puppy food, which was, you know, all chicken. And so then that place, and bulldogs are notorious for having major gut problems, okay? And so okay. that's why, I would, uh, there's a couple of things that I would do here. Number one, I would switch over to the Pure Vita, P-U-R-E-V-I-T-A, Pure Vita line okay. that's made in Pure, Minnesota. And what that is, is a single source protein, all right? When it says turkey, it's only turkey. When it says beef, it's only beef, only lamb, only lamb, all right? There is no other meat. So now we, now we are narrowing it down to see if maybe there might be a protein problem, all right? Okay. Now, is this the only dog that you have? Yeah. Okay. I would get on some really good probiotics. Okay. Good probiotics. And whatever it says, you're going to double it. Uh, you can know where, where do you buy your stuff from? I usually just go to Petco. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're not going to find the good stuff there. All right. <laughs> uh, what okay. area do you live? Uh, northeast of Minneapolis. Northeast of Minneapolis. Okay. Okay. So you can go online if you want. Uh, there's one gal in North St. Paul at Four Perfect Pets. She's got it all. But if you want to, but if you, you know, North St. Paul and Northeast is, you know, it's not huge, but it's it's a drive. So uh, what yeah. you can go online is one of them that is really good. There's a couple of them. You can go to Vital, V I T A L Planet.com. Okay. You can go to Mercola.com. Okay, for pets, uh, pet stuff. But you want billions, at least four different strains, okay? Billions. Okay. And okay. so anyway, and then I would also add apples, organic apple cider vinegar daily. Okay. Uh, start out with just a couple drops. And how many pounds is he? He's about 67. Okay, so you want to build to one teaspoon, a half a teaspoon to a teaspoon per day. Okay. okay, build to it. Start out with a couple drops. You can mix it with plant, can't, you do, canned pumpkin or plain yogurt. 
Okay? okay. I, I don't feed my dry food dry. I put it in the bowl. I fill it with, uh, with uh, hot tap water, let it soak till all the water is gone and the dry food is now soft. I fluff mm-hmm. it up with a fork and now I mix all my supplements in. All right? So you okay. might want to rethink about that because dry food is like eating a box of saltine crackers. And then they yeah, got to drink I've a- always done water with it. Good. Now make, sure- Good. now make sure, like I said, but it's 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 absorbed. There should no, but not be any water in the dish when they start eating. Okay? Okay. Because that's okay. even worse uh, than, yeah. But anyway, so- so we got apple cider vinegar. We got probiotics. We've got uh, we're going to change that food to the pure Vita line. I would start out with their turkey. Okay, they have a turkey, okay. and then they have a venison that you can try. All right, and then buy the okay. smaller bags, like the six pound bags, so you can rotate faster. Okay, because otherwise uh, it can get stale and uh, weird things can happen. Okay, and it's okay. a grain free. These are grain free. The Pure Vita is grain free. The ones that you want. They do have a line that has oatmeal and stuff. We don't want that one. We want the grain free ones. All right, and it's like okay, turkey. Okay, so then we got that, and then um, and now with chewing, you can get um, any. You got to think of diameter. The bigger the diameter something is, the harder it is for them to kill it. So the Kong has <laughs> some pretty good size diameter. The black Kongs, and there again, you can put a little bit of yogurt in there and teach them how to lo- roll their tongue to lick it out. And that'll keep them busy. Uh, another thing what you want to do is you want to teach them how to calm themselves down and do nothing. That's the hardest thing for both people to do and dogs to do is to do nothing. So what you want to do is put a leash on just with a buckle collar, sit on a chair, put the bulk of the leash underneath your butt and only give them enough leash that if he lays down that the collar stays loose. Don't give him too much leash or he's going to tie you up. Okay, and what you're going to do is don't look at him, don't touch him, don't talk to him, don't do anything. Maybe watch TV, read a book, talk on the phone, do emails, all right? If he tries to put his feet on your paw, his feet on your paw, <laughs> paws on your knees or whatever, cross your arms in front of you, look to the right or to the left, give him a side profile. Remember, that's a calming signal, right? And as he tries to come up, you gently bump him and just give him a ah. But don't look at him. Keep your head sideways, all right? Don't give me any eye contact because the minute you give him eye contact, the dog is like, ah, made you look, made you look, ha, 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 all right? Because what you want to teach him to do that no matter how he bugs you, you you are not going to answer it. He's got to just calm himself down and eventually he's going to lay down and go, well, isn't this a buttload of fun? But what he just learned to do is calm himself down. And now he's not chewing on anything. He's just learning to hang out. All right. And that's so important, especially for high energy dogs or chewers Mm -hmm. to learn to just veg out. You do it at least two, three times a day. You got a minute, sit on the leash. Got five minutes, sit on the leash. Totally ignore the dog. Cross those arms and be ready in case he tries to come up into your face in space or put paws on your knees. He cannot, no touchy. The no touchy you at all. All right. They've got to just have their space and you have your space. And then, like I say, a five minutes, a minute, a half hour, whatever. But at least two, three times a day, sit on the leash and ignore the dog. And have different people do it and use different chairs. Don't always use the same chair. Otherwise, the dog thinks that area is where he has to zen out. But you want him to learn no matter what. He can learn to zen himself out. Okay? Okay, perfect. So that's your, that should be your game plan. But we got to get them healthier from the inside. There's other things that you can do, but I don't want to overwhelm you. <laughs> okay. And so this right now, we want to change the feed. And then to that Pure Vita, P-U-R-E-V-I-T-A, uh, that's a Nutrisource. You can go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com, N-U-T-R-I Source PetFoods.com, and you can check on all the lines and read up on it and, and get to understand the product, okay? Okay, perfect. And and then the, um, the apple, uh, apple cider vinegar, the organic with the mother in it, okay, and then the probiotics, and uh, and that will be a good start right now. 
Okay. Okay. All okay. Right, thank Good luck. You. Keep me posted. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You bet. Take care. Bye bye. Yes, it, it has to do. A lot of people, dogs chewing and chewing. Well, you know, dogs are, are unbelievable. I had a dog. Now, I didn't have a person, but I had a, a gal that, that she said that my dog is incessant on licking rusted things. And what was happening, the dog was lacking in some minerals, and he was getting the minerals from that rust. And so, like, dogs are very innovative of trying to find this. Some dogs will eat rocks because they're lacking in minerals. So, I mean, they're really, really good. Nature installed a good thing, you know, how to, and they're missing something, how and where to find it. So it's huge, okay? Where are we at there, ma'am? We have about a couple minutes. All right, let's head for the phones. Okay, we're going to talk to Laura. And Laura has a question about um, her Westie that doesn't like its food. All right. Westie not liking his food? Now that's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi there. What's, what's going on? How old is your dog? Hi, Katie. Um, my dog is two years old. She okay. just had a birthday on Friday. Oh, happy birthday um, to her. Yeah, thank you. Um, we've had her for a year and four months. All right. And we started her out on prom, mm-hmm. and um, she didn't like it. She ate it when we first got her because she was, when we first got her, she had been very neglected and was underweight. Mm-hmm. So she ate whatever we gave her. Well, mm-hmm. then if we've had her for a few months, mm-hmm. she adjusted to our house and yep. would snub her nose at it. <laughs> so I switched her over to um, Nutrisource, mm-hmm. the grain-free, mm-hmm. and she will go so long without eating that she's vomiting bile. Oh, my. And we had her into the vet. They mm-hmm. ran all, this is a week ago, okay. ran all the tests, um, did an x-ray, and she came out fine. Mm-hmm. So they suggested I cook for her that week, mm-hmm. and it'd be high carbohydrate. High carbs, low protein for the week. Mm-hmm. And so I did, and she ate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm wondering, I feel like I'm a hot mess <laughs> as far as feeding this dog. Uh-huh. I, I just don't know where to go from here. Okay, the big thing with little dogs is uh, a couple things. Number one, they don't like the same thing over and over and over again. Most little dogs, you have to rotate, have a rotation diet, and usually most dogs will not... Uh, little dogs, and once they get to that three or four day mark of the same thing, they're looking at you like, yeah, you eat it. Give me something else, all right? So variety is huge with dogs. Where Like my dogs, I feed them one thing in the morning, and they get something totally different at night. You know what I mean? I'm rotating. I'm the rotation queen, all right? I have never had my dog, the three-pounder, 10-pounder, or 90-pounder, snub their nose to anything. Okay, so that's a huge thing that you got to keep in mind. Also, too, if a dog is overweight, they are not hungry, so they can fuse to be very picky. And so if the dog is, you know, lean and, and just right, then what the question is, is just he doesn't like things more any for any length of time. And so that's where you've got it, because dogs eat according to smellability, how it smells, not how it tastes. They don't have, we have, they have 900 taste buds in their mouth. We have 9,000 taste buds in our mouth, or 7,000, something like that. But anyway, so they don't care less how it tastes. They care about how it smells all right and so okay. that's and so dry food I, I don't know if you heard the previous caller yes, I, I was listening. yeah i do not feed my dry food dry okay i fit i put hot tap or on it water on it let it float and once all the water is gone i fluff it up put my supplements in can you hold on because sure. we got to run the break okay don't hang up we're going to come back okay. to you okay vikings coach bud grant retired after the 1985 season with how many career regular season wins We'll be back. All righty then. 
Okay, here we go. Vikings coach Bud Grant retired after the 1985 season. Man, I can't believe it's been that long. It seems like yesterday. And he's still around, too. Uh, with how many career regular season wins? Was it 146, 152, or 158? Say those again. 146, 152, 158. 158. Yep. Yay! <laughs> regular season wins. Grant coached the Vikings for 18 seasons. And when he retired, he was the eighth among the all-time winningest coach. And then Strickling took it, and then we got our butt kicked. We lost, We only won three games when uh, Les Strickland or whatever his name was. No. Stickle or whatever. I can't remember. Okay, let's head oh, head back. We're talking to Laura yes. with the Westie that doesn't like food. Yes, okay. Okay. And so when you were cooking for the dog, would, uh, did she have any problem with that? No, not at all. Okay, of course. Oh, finish your bowl. There you go. Yep. All right. And then what were you cooking for the dog? Um, I boiled hamburger and I made rice and then I um, um, made green beans and sliced up real small pieces. Oh, nice. Look at such a mommy you are. <laughs> All right. One thing, though, what we want to try to remember is to try to stay away from the, the rice is hard for a dog to digest. You do better to mix it with canned pumpkin or sweet pota- baked sweet potatoes. Okay, okay. The, the hamburger, it's, it's healthier. And then plus it, it has the fiber in there for the digestion and just kind of help it all along, okay? Too much rice, you know, is, it's heavy. And if you have to use rice, you use brown rice, not white rice, all right? Okay. But but the bigger thing is, is that, well, like I say, she, some dogs, like I say, if they're, uh, and they're also you got to remember, if you're feeding a lot of treats during the day, you know, and with a little dog, it doesn't take much. All of a sudden, when dinner or breakfast comes, they're not that hungry because they're, you know, they've had all these little stuff throughout the course of the day so they can afford to be finicky. So really look at, I usually tell people when you get a dog that's, you know, pulling this shenanigans, number one, the only treats they get during the day are veggies, all kinds, all right? Don't okay. give them any handmade or anything like that, you know, nothing. Okay, it's just like having uh, Snicker bars or cookies through the course of the day. And then now Ma just busted her butt all day making this gorgeous meal. And you sit down and go, I'm not hungry because you filled that up on all the other crap. All right. So that's what you have to look at is the big picture. Sometimes I tell people write down every time you give a treat and you'll be really surprised how many times people give treats. And now you wonder why the dog is finicky is because he's not hungry. All right. I, I don't give many treats. Okay, good, 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 good. But sometimes it doesn't take many at all. But right. I would, yeah. But I would try the, you know, you could try the pure Vitaline. You could try uh, rotating with, uh, you know, like a little bit of raw formula. You know, that you can find that in the freezer section, and yeah. then start out with little pieces, of, you know, thawed, and then start out with just like a pinch here and there for them to uh, try. You know, so the system gets used to the rich richness. You can try the uh, the freeze dried, uh, which is raw with the moisture taken out, and then. Okay. Otherwise, you can try the dehydrated, which is army rations. It's got everything in there. It's two cups of water to one cup products is most of them. And see, all what all these have that is different than the dry food is different smells. I mean, when you, when you like if you rehydrate the dehydrated one, you want to just put a little butter and a little salt and pepper, and you wouldn't mind digging in because it smells so good. As then that, so that's what you got to remember is smellability is what attracts okay. the dog to the end. Then plus you might be overfeeding the dog, so you know cut back a little bit and just kind of see. You know, okay. because you want them to be hungry when they when they step up to the dinner, all right? So what are your feelings on having a mixture of doing, like, the Nutrisource uh, for one meal and maybe a homemade meal for another? Excellent. 
Best. Okay. And if you're going to do like the homemade meals or like any kind of raw or freeze dried, do that meal in the evening because okay. that, because there's a longer time from dinner to breakfast and breakfast to dinner. And so it sets in the dog's system and they can, you know, get more out of it. You know, it's not being passed through as fast. That's my, Perfect. that's my thoughts on that. Right. Okay. And then yeah. plus it's taken by that bile. What happens a lot of times, like my, my 90 pounder uh, Zelda, she has to be fed within a 12 hour radius or, you know, timeline. If I go, you know, like, uh, let's say I fed her at, uh, let's say, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, and I don't feed her until maybe 10 o'clock the next morning. She will sometimes throw up bile. And some dog's system just needs to have, you know, uh, something on. You know, if they go 12-hour, you know, break in between, some of the systems don't handle that right. And that's where the bile will come up. All right? Okay. Yeah, I feel like I have a little bit better handle on this now. Good, 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 good. If you've got any other questions, give a holler or email me, Okay. Thank you so much. You bet. Have a great day. And go Vikings. Yes, go Vikings. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Skulls. About ready to... We're getting closer. We're getting closer. And New England did win. I don't know how they, they pulled it off. I had the TV sitting here right within, you know, not even five feet from my nose. <laughs> and But I was so into answering questions, I didn't look up. And all of a, and, when, and they were behind the whole game until the last four minutes. Were they? Yeah. So they they, they pulled a Viking. <laughs> they did. They did. Probably not. They didn't such, give up. Maybe not such a I'm grand sure. manner as we did it, but... Well, they probably, like, in their minds were like, hey, if the Vikings can do it, then can anybody do it. can do yeah, it. Yeah, and then that stupid Brad, uh, Bradley, you know, the, the glove thing all week. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you know, you know you're know, you milking this. You just want the, the limelight and uh, this just throw me nuts. Okay, where are we at? Okay, we can take another caller. Okay, let's do that. So we're going to talk to Greg. And Greg has a question about his dog not going potty on command. Not going potty on command? Yes. No right. Hi, Greg. How you doing? Good. How are you, Katie? Good, good. So what kind of pupper do you, do you have? Okay, I have a Cavachon. It's a Cavalier yep. King Charles Bichon mix. You bet. Okay, uh, she just turned one a week ago. Mm. And uh, now on a normal work week, I'll take her out uh, early in the morning, like around 4.30, right before I go to work. And she'll she'll usually do a pee or something, and then she'll uh, have her breakfast. My wife will take her out like four and a half hours later and before she goes to work, and she will not go. Sometimes it will take up to a half hour before she'll finally go. And then when I come home, you know, about eight hours later and try to take her out, then same thing. It'll take anywhere from, you know, 20 minutes to a half hour. And while we out, we're out there and I'll, we both bring her out on a leash, She's, you know, sometimes she loses uh, her focus. She'll be distracted by animals mm-hmm. or cars, everything. Okay. But we cannot get her to go. And we have tried treats, praise, everything. Okay. What you going to know, how long is your line? Uh, it's only uh, six feet. Nope. You got to be at least 10 to 15 feet. At least 15 would be better. Because a lot of dogs, when you stand over the top of them, are you're watching me. You're on top of me. They want a little privacy. So at least a 15-foot line, no longer than a 20-foot line, okay? And you just okay. learn to hang back. If you wanted to go potty out there by that tree, you walk her out to the tree, say go potty, and as you are backing away from her to give her her space, all right? Okay. okay. Then also, too, when you take them out to go potty, maximum time outside is two minutes. 
Go potty, go potty, go potty. And when they do go potty, oh, good potty. Thank you, good potty. Do not touch them. Do not say good girl because that gets their mind, it splits their mind, and now they forget what they're out there for. You just do it as in a chant. Go potty, go potty. And then and then you, and you're keeping them on task. My Ethel in my three-pounder is notorious for getting out there and go, oh, bug, oh, bird. You know what I mean? She's walking to where the potty area is, but she gets distracted. But if I just say in a chant, go potty, go potty, hurry go potty then it keeps your mind kind of like on task okay but the biggest problem that people do is that they stand out there for 20 minutes no 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 the dog is dinking around and so what you're doing in in minnesota you need a dog to get out there get it done and get his butt right back in the house so that you know because when those 40 below weathers come (laughs) you're not nobody's freezing so you take her out to that potty spot stand still back away Go potty, go potty, go potty. And then when she does go, good potty, good potty. And then two, two minutes is up, you bring her back in and wait a minute or two. Have her on the line with you, you know, don't or put her in her kennel. And then take her back out, try it again, go potty, go potty. Okay, then if she's still, you know, now in the morning, you always get a piddle and a doo-doo. That's a given, right? Yeah. Let's say she just gives you the piddle. Okay, then you did it twice. She didn't give you the doo-doo. You bring her back in, put her in her kennel beat her, wait about 10, 15, 20 minutes after that, then take her back out and 10 to 1, bingo, that will, your doo-doo will be there. Okay, and if it's not, okay, then, but usually it is, then you what you do is you just um, uh, when you bring her back in and if you have to go you have to go to work oh well then you put her in a kennel and just hope she can hold it to the next round of human that comes around through all right okay and so but do not be out there with and 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 no don't be letting the dog dink around you don't want them to be a putzer you want them to get out there get it done and get right back in and now they go for their walk and now they get to play but they don't get that until they are done going potty. And you okay, should know yeah. when the time of day, like I say, every morning is a piddle and a doo-doo. That's a given. Now, when the other doo-doo comes, it's totally on what you're feeding and how much you're feeding, that you might get another one that day, or you might get two more that day. It just depends. Yep. And that's, I mean, that's how she'll do it. It's usually twice a day, mm-hmm. you know, after each meal. Mm-hmm. But if I went to take her to, like, the boulevard, she'd do both immediately. Mm-hmm. So it's just like she won't, or, you know, she has trouble doing it. In our yard. But right, and some no dogs problem. are like that. They want their doo-doos to go outside because that sets the parameter of their yard. It's like saying, okay, they do their piddles and their doo-doos along the edge. Saying mm-hmm. anything, now you've crossed this, you're in my territory. <laughs> right, sure. All right? And so okay. that's, so yeah, but the whole thing is, is, you know, no longer than two minutes. Double teamer as far as out two minutes, then come back in, wait two minutes and try it again. And then a longer line, you know, so that you're not right on top of her. You know what, you can try a 10-footer, but I think a 15-footer would be better, all right? Okay. And just back all yourself right. away and give that a shot. And then just verbal praise, good potty. Don't go, oh, good dog, good dog. And don't pet and don't give a treat. You know, you just want them to stay on task, okay? Then they come okay. in, you go, good, good, good. And now if you want to go play or go for a walk, now you go for a walk, all right? Okay. Okay, right. take care. Thank you. You bet. You bet. Go Vikings. Yep, go by. <laughs> All right, take care. And watch the poor guy's probably a Packer fan going, you know what it took for me to say that? I was just going to say, what happens if like we're talking to a huge Saints fan, though? Oh, yeah, that's true. You know true, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Well, I think Uh-oh. the odds are not. Anything's we would possible. hope. Anything's um, possible. What defensive yeah. back picked off a Vikings single-season record of 10 interceptions in 1975? 
be back. Alrighty then. Notice I have not been doing trivia on how many games the Vikings have lost and stuff. What defensive back picked off a Vikings single se- a single season record with ten interception in 1975? I don't know. Okay, Paul Kraus <laughs> is okay. the NFL all-time record holder for interception with 81 picks. Wow, isn't that something? That Which is. team was the last team to win an NFL championship before the merger of the AFL and the NFL? The Minnesota Vikings. Oh, and that's very cool. There you go. Huh? Yeah, would have never guessed that. Yeah, and the Vikings <laughs> all total had uh, seven coaches with in their all the years of uh, franchises. Somehow, I only just remember Dan, Denny Green and uh, Bud Grant. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, there we go. Okay, let's head for the phone lines. We're we're the, the game is off. They just uh, they just kicked off just a little bit ago. Oh, so it's on. Yay! So far, we got one in first quarter. We got eleven minutes and nineteen seconds left, and it's zero zero. Okay, good. <laughs> Thanks for the update. Okay, where are we going? Okay, we are going to talk to Diane, and Diane has a question about a dog with potential PTSD. She'll kind of explain a little more what she's thinking. Alrighty then. Hello, how you doing? Good. 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 I talked talk to you in May, uh, Mother's Day. Okay. About my dog and when people came over that he barked and misbehaved Mm -hmm. just when people came over Mm -hmm. he's a service dog Mm -hmm. and he told me to use a a can with a coin in it Mm -hmm. or a little spray bottle Mm -hmm. but that he liked playing with water all right the spray bottle was kind of out of it Mm -hmm. um and so when i did the can that kind of became a game, too. And then he just ignored it. Um, but I did manage to get him to settle down by taking all his toys away. Right. And that worked actually really good. Um, he started... I didn't tell you the first part of this when it started, because um, I thought I could manage it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was very traumatic, so I'll try not to cry. <laughs> Because every time I tell it, I cry. So a couple of years ago, we were in a store, and he wears a different harness than normal. Because I needed one with a the leather one with a handle on top. Oh yeah, top, yep, yep, yep. Because I fall. Okay. So that's the one that the service dog place got for me. So right. it doesn't look normal. All right. And I look normal because I have epilepsy. Okay. We went into the store and. They didn't believe me, and then they said he couldn't be in there because they had food, and that's really not. He true. didn't have a service vest on because all the they he, uh, the service dogs have vests on. He he did, but it and he was labeled, but it he had a harness. Mm-hmm. Okay, he, or he had the handle thing. Mm-hmm. The let the he had the leather thing, but he was also labeled from the. Okay, so what we got to we're running short on time here. So what oh, what so what anyways, what happened officer, that you think the caught? police officer came, but she I started to have a seizure. He signaled me to have a seizure. The police officer jerked him away from me, right, and kept jerking him across, and was going to have him go in a patrol car with a okay, right. shepherd. All right, and so he so, was traumatized by the whole incident. 
I haven't taken him out since because he's misbehaved. Since when we go someplace, he's acted up like he does at home, and I don't know what to do. Okay, well, but what you just got to do is what you need to do is I don't know what your, uh, but you, you need a trainer to work with a trainer to assess the situation as far as where you guys need to start. If it's from the basics again, then just to restore your confidence and the dog's confidence, then that's okay. what needs to be done. You know, what kind of training collar to just you know kind of get him back into the thought of where he was before that you know trauma. But the thing has been, it's not like it happened two weeks ago. So the thing is, is that now what I just think, I think it's snowballed between, you know, you felt bad about the situation. And so, you know, I mean, he picks up on your anxiety and it just kind of snowballs. And so that's why I would suggest like an in-home trainer. You know, I come to people's homes or I don't know what's your thing. You know, you could come out to Katie's Canines and I can assess and see what's going on and then help you both gain confidence together again and then give you the tools of that to keep the dog under, you know, I mean, the tall, uh, the, the, uh, under control when you're out and about and such like that. So that's because this isn't something that you can't console because this is something I've got to meet you and I've got to meet the dog and then we got to go from there because what works for one dog in person may not work for another dog in person. All right? So if you want okay. to, you can give me a holler and like I said, you can either come up to Katie's Canines obviously, and I'll help you out, you know, a little Where, bit. Where's that at? In Hugo. Okay. I'm five miles north of White Bear Lake is where I'm at. Okay, so oh, you can okay. get yeah, you can give me a holler or email me whichever you want, and we can try to set something up. Otherwise, you can try to find in-home trainers around you, and and okay. and and go from there. But you need you and the dog need to get assessed by a trainer, and then lay out the groundwork and a plan to get your confidence back and the dog's confidence back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay kiddo. You yep. bet. Take All care. Right. Bye bye. Yep. All right. Let's try to squeeze in the last one. Sounds good. We have Kate on the line, mm-hmm. and she has a question about how to get a dog to use a dog step. All right. Hey, Kate. I was hoping Hi, to get you... to. I was hoping to get that today. We didn't. We ran out of time. Okay. The, now, know. do you have the stairs already? I do. Oh, good. Okay. So, what you're going to do now? What kind of dog do you have? I have a Tibetan Mastiff, a Great Pyrenees, and an Akita. Oh my lord. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you need mega steps is what you need here. Okay, so yeah. what steps are we using? What are we trying to use steps for? Well, I got them for Christmas for my daughter-in-law. They were actually off of Animal Planet. They're, they're wooden steps, and they have carpet on them, yep. and they're very nice and yep. sturdy and stuff, but there is no way I can get any of the dogs to go on them. They just walk around them, and I've tried putting treats on them and different things. So so what you got to do is you got to block it so they have to just, oh, you know, put the stairs someplace like between two chairs, and then you're on the other side with the treat, so they they can't go around. You know, you okay. maybe use a wall on one side and something big on the other side, so they have to come up those stairs, you know, and come to you. And even if they put one uh, foot on the bottom step, give them a treat. Oh, good job. Oh, good job. Oh, good job. Okay. You know what I mean? And then if they put, and be really giddy. Oh, you're doing Look at you, yay you! Okay, okay. and so then they're going to get all excited, like yay me! I don't know what I'm doing, but what we got a treat. <laughs> okay, and so then you know, pretty soon they'll put two paws, and then maybe now they're up on the second one. And so because they're such large dogs, you got to make sure the steps are appropriate to their size body. That you know, you don't want to do yeah, the that you don't want to do the are, elephant on the pedestal um, thing. <laughs> yeah, no, they're appropriate. They oh, good. Were, um, it's for large dogs, and um, they're very sturdy and. Um, but I've got a, a almost ten year old dog, and he's having trouble getting in bed, and he likes to sleep with me sometimes, and so I have to 
put him in the bed, but these steps would be nice if he would start using them. Right, so and so what you're going to do, yeah, find a place where it's, you know, it's, you know, uh, where you could just practice with the steps. Okay, then once you get him going up and down, or up and, oh, very nice, oh, very nice. Then what you're going to do is, and now, now you move him to where you need him, which is the bed. Okay, st- and use the word step. Steps. Okay. That means watch where you're placing your feet. Okay, and then what you're going to do is you're going to get on the bed, and you're going to have people on both sides, so the dog has to go, you know, you're going to create that tunnel again, so the dog okay. has to go up the step. Use a treat. Oh, you're doing good. Good job. Step, step. Good job. Okay, okay. then yay you, yay you, when they gets up there, and then now you're going to go down, back down the stairs, and you're going to have mm-hmm. him follow you, okay? okay? And you're going to keep doing that, and then like then um, what you're going to do is, like, let's say you're on the top of the bed, and the, the stairs at the, back, uh, the bottom of the bed. Okay, when mm-hmm. the dog comes in the room, you're going to say, step. You know, you want to get the dog realize he's to step up those steps to come onto the bed, So and you're going to work with that, so pretty soon, you just say the word steps, the dog's automatically going to go over to the word, you know, the step, and use okay. it. All right? Sounds like a wonderful idea. But be happy. Will... Yeah, be happy. Be perky. Be positive. Yep. <laughs> and so, you know, the more you sound silly and, and almost laugh with your yeah. voice, then that, that just, just, oh, yeah, we're having fun. This is cool. I can do this. And then it'll get and better and better. conversation anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, kid. Thanks for the call. Have a great Thank one. You. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, folks, Vikings are our heads, seven to zip. Hot diggity dogs. It's going to be a good one. But anyway, they so. They are? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I know, seven to zip. Coming out of the gate hot, you yep, guys. You bet. I know it. And so now I just want to make sure that, you know what, tomorrow is going to be a very, I bet you the traffic is not going to be very heavy tomorrow, not only just because there's a snow, but because there's going to be hangovers uh, uh, all around. I was going to say. Either from over-celebrating because we won. Yes. Or for, oh, crap, we lost. I, so either yeah. way, there's is going to be hangover, and I think morning drive will go very smooth. <laughs> Everybody out there, prepare for the, I have the flu phone call. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very <laughs> Because true. that's what I feel it's is going to happen. It's a bottle flu is yeah, what it yeah. is. But also, too, though, with everybody else celebrating, too, they, I mean, that's more the pass the germs, just like we were saying, the get-together yeah. last week, yeah. you know, in January. So, and then don't forget to vote. Go to Manuary. Go to mytalk1071.com. Starts out, tomorrow. Yep. And then go to uh, see the baby sloths and some other way cool stuff on my show page at mytalk1071.com. Go to KDK9. And then I'm sorry we didn't get to talk about the steps that much. Hopefully we'll be able to do that next week. And then there again, Deb Drake, the uh, designer and flooring consult. Uh, that's 651 651- uh, two three zero one two six zero. Um, and then member podcast. Go to any of the shows and podcasts. I want to thank you so much for listening. Go Vikings! We're gonna do it. This is gonna be our year. I know it. Okay, make it a great week. <laughs>